Well, I got to fly again today, so here we are at four fifteen in the morning. <laughs> I got my got my meditation in already today, and we're prepping for that great um, prepping for that dark retreat we got coming up. And I'm here to offer a little Dow for your day. If you're interested in jumping up and uh, picking a number between 1 and 81, I would love to share the Tao with you. The Tao is an ancient text written about 600 BC. This is around the same time a lot of scholars believe that the Bible was written, of uh, the Old Testament, not the New Testament. Um, here we got Creed is going to come and join me. I love sharing with Creed. We've shared a couple times. Creed, how you doing, man? Oh, Good morning. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. I got gotcha. you. Okay, good, good, good. Um, man, I was hoping to catch you. Like, I'm so, coincidentally, I called you this morning. Um, I've been getting up, but maybe for some reason, just popping right about two, two thirty. I'm popping right up, like wide awoke for some reason. Then going back in, maybe, maybe, maybe not. But anyway, um, I'm so interested in the towel that. T A O the Taos. The Dow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, whenever I get opportunity. Um Yeah. Whenever it is not opportunity, but whenever, you know, um I come your way, trust me, I'm all ears, man. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm just I'm just here reading some stuff and thinking about things. <laughs> yes, yes, me too. Yeah. I was just thinking, I was just thinking about um, how somehow I'm a can I um spread the message you know every day it's been like it's been really 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 on my mind heavy to spread the message man yeah like, you know, to open up the third eye they call it some people to mm-hmm. find a love chamber to identify him or the, the entity i guess the way it's supposed to be and to use it and just the way just i'm just wanting everybody to share what i what i feel right now <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's great. Now, um, you know, as we do the Tao, like, what number is coming to you to help you kind of understand that? The numbers that's been following me all my life that I've never told anybody is the number six, man. It's the number following six. me in my, my birthday, in every address, in every event, and every just everything. When I start, the number six constantly follows me. Yeah. Well, you know, number six in the Tao states, the Tao, pardon me, the Tao is called the Great Mother. Empty, yet inexhaustible, it gives birth to infinite worlds. It is always present within you. You can use it any way you want. And that's oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Wait, 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 slow down. What you just said, <clears throat> was it just something you were just stating to me? Or was it just something that was, um, it, you know, just what the number six I told you? There's not like a meaning behind six. You know, well, that's, that is, that is, that is the sixth um, chapter of the Tao. And, and the, da- of and the, the Tao, Tao Te Ching. Yeah, the Tao Te Ching is a book written 600 BC. And it's around the same time that scholars believe that the Old Testament was written. And, okay. uh, it, and, and what what's that? What region? Uh, Chinese. Okay. 
ancient Chinese, it's an ancient Chinese text. It, it is the premise of the Taoist religion, um, but this is a philosophical text that was written by Lao Tzu when he left the province he was living in because they became too uh, dependent on others. And so he, uh, he wrote this and you can, we've talked about Tao is God, but Tao is the big God, you know, Tao is the biggest um, Tao, you know, here we talk about the Tao is called the great mother because the Tao is the void, the inexhaustible, you know, now is, is, is the Tao, is it, um, um, it's a religion, because what you mm, just quoted. Yeah, yeah, I don't. The idea I, of the Tao. I always want to, I do not look at or read or talk about Taoism as a religion. I talk, to, I talk about it as a philosophy, okay. um, as, a, as a concept of living a reasonable life. Well, that's what the, that's what the other thing is too, right? That's the Tao. That's how I understand the Tao. Well, I mean, that's what all religion, well, not religion, but all right. ways, of, all ways of, see what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to just simplify things, not to put any type of cut on it, but right. something, trust me, whatever you, whatever I ask about, I'm holding it at the highest regards I can. Yes. Yes. Okay. I would, I, I do shy away from utilizing the word religion, even though I don't like words getting in the way of a good conversation. I do like to, yeah, religion, the word religion can have a lot of connotations. Well, it's simply, I mean, I, I simplify things. It means rechain. It's training you back. The re is Latin for go back. And uh, the word religion is, uh, I mean, Latin. So it's basically religion mm -hmm. means go back and change you to one way of thinking. Yes, right, 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 right. And, and, I, and, I, and I agree with that, you know, even at the core of my work is recover yourself, right? This concept of recovering to something. So recovering to the oneness. Yeah. I love that, man. Listen, we on the recovery side, bro. 100% with you. And, and just, just, just having a lived experience myself with different things. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, just to hear you, your passion, the way you just articulate it and just the it's you are the book but go oh yeah. yeah 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 no and so number six you know it states this the Tao is the great mother you know there's something interesting about the feminine the the you know the the big feminine right and and not not women although women have the ability to receive and to yield the great mother is this void you know i i like to break masculine and feminine up in, into two different kind of things of just like structure and substance where where masculine is structure feminine is substance you know, know like, I understand please you know I understand the way I understand what you're saying I break it down in the emotional or physical so I look at it like almost the same way it's just when you say the mother as far as you know uh, the big boy I look at it like you're right because the majority of our thought pattern is emotional because of the because the new the uh, motherly just the nurture we have naturally on earth so yeah on which i mean i believe it's the yeah stuff, i believe it's being biased against because yeah. of different time reasons to weed out strength 
You know, it's, it's, it's beautiful when we look at it because like, you know, as we talk about the Tao, we look at this concept of like the house, you know, the walls and the house and the, the roof and all that, that's masculine. But the space yeah. inside, the space is what you, is what you utilize. It's the it's concept That's what I mean, actual um, birthing something, actual um, just, just something coming into being comes from the creative side which come from the emotional side will come from the 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 the, the, the maternal side the maternal right. side the, right the creative, the creative side so which is the Tao, as far as what i'm hearing right yes you know like we have here the Tao is called the great mother empty yet inexhaustible it has nothing and yet it can give birth to infinite worlds just you know creation. like when you you just explain creation yeah Absolutely. When you have a home, the walls and everything are there, but what you do inside of that home is family. What you do inside of that house, right? The house is that masculine, but, but you can do anything inside of your home in the space, in the space. I mean, you can have dog fights or you can have a beautiful, loving family and you can do whatever you want. You know, and that brings us to this last last part which says it is present within you you can use it any way you want wow and i was crazy because i listen i, I do lately two things yesterday i realized that I, i've been jumping from the emo side to the feel side just at will like at first i was like feeling like i had to, I had to stay stuck on one or the other and then i noticed how my um just my how with my output, I didn't think I had control of it. I was like struggling, but then recently, well, without even realizing it, I'm being able to hop more easily. And mm -hmm. you know, it's and it's beautiful. It's it's good. Thing. But um, back, but that's something different though. But yeah, when you said that um, choose as I will, I've been really sitting here trying to figure out with a lot of confidence what um contribution I want to do next. Like, and it's not normally, I would feel like I didn't have a choice. I would just follow the certain um, path that I didn't have a choice. But now, which was good. But now, um, it seemed like um, I'm having more choices, free will to do good, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A free, a free will to pick what massive way I want to present love to the world. You know, yesterday I did a talk about what we want and what we like, you know, mm -hmm. we, this, this difference and, and, you know, I'm coming out of recovery and so you know that, but, but one of the big things is like so many times when we're addicted to things, we, we don't like that we want our drug of choice, I got a question. you know, we, we yeah. probably, we um, recovery and you coming out of recovery, um, what happened to the wellness module? What happened? Well, I, I thought recovery was the old, you know what I'm saying, the pre-contemplation, the contemplation, the, all the different stages of recovery. But when they put up the new module with the wellness stage, um, I thought that after several while, I think they did seven years, you're going to be a peer support specialist. I thought that after that, um, a person just maintained his wellness where you can't have an exit route. That was a problem with the methadone clinics. When they had to, you know, we, when we made up the methadone clinic thing, 
we have my front door, but we never gave him an exit strategy. It was like, it was just creating other addicts, but never was giving them a, a, a good teardown way. Um, what happens to the body will just totally say, I, I recovered, I'm well. I'm not recovered, I am well. The, yeah, the you know, like, yeah, I, I, I get that. I get that. Um, you know, the one, the because, you know, it's that fear-based fear module. Well, recover, well, recovering from, so, so recovering from is a fear-based understanding, right? Like that is looking over your shoulder in fear, right? Okay, that's um, a monetary market for it, man. And a whole bunch of unnecessary costumes. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, and and when I look at my definition of recovery, right, the, the concept of recovering to something is not about wellness because there is no standard of wellness, right? Like, so everybody is going to have their own experience of wellness. And so you are just constantly on a route of recovering to who you are, recovering to that oneness. And it isn't about getting over anything because even in addiction, you are well, you do not like that you are in this state. And so you move to a new state of recovering from something until you have fresh water, a place to live, and you have a standard that you can consider uh, new concepts. Once that comes in, you can move into a recovering to place. And so that is when we recognize that we are recovering to the God within. Okay. Okay. And see that was the way you articulated that. Um, I understand hundred percent. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's just that I'm, 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 my hope is that um, more people um can um we can reach more people with what you just said where they right. can see a more open-ended way so they can also feel more hope into going into some you know the, something you know just more hope yeah a different kind of hope you know what i mean because you have that hope right there uh, not only hope it's it's whatever you want to call it that love i call it yeah. love and with that love right there i just i just yeah, it's not, it's not like I, I, I am always about empowering people to be where they are and to ask themselves, do you like this? Because I tell people like, look, if you want to use crack to get over your sugar addiction, well, that's fine. But then you need to ask yourself, do I like this? Do I like that I'm doing this? And, and if you don't, well, then you have to make a move. You have to change. You know, because I know uh, for me, it took me, you know, I didn't like smoking for years before I finally quit. I didn't like drinking. I didn't like using for a long period of time before I actually quit because I didn't ask the question, do I like it? Can I ask you something? Yeah. Um, when you quit, um, you said you wanted, you want to and didn't for years. Is it just, is it because and your um, subconscious it just wasn't familiar with you to quit like you just no no i hated myself so i didn't i didn't i didn't feel as if i had the value within my life to uh do anything worthwhile and you know what you know what that's so crazy because um i myself um had had a, a, a sense of unworthiness for a long time and and that's
Um, I do have two people on the line. Uh, Creed, if you want to come up and land that plane, I'll give that to you. Um, but I'm only going to give you a couple seconds to come back up. All right, cool. Um, and then you can land this plane, and then I'm going to move on to Mary Kay and then Lois, if you guys can hang out just a minute. Hey, man. Uh, uh, I just want to say love conquers all, man. That's right. That's right. And the thing is, is when you don't love yourself, you're not moving towards your recovery. And it's not recovering from, it's recovering to who you are. And once you find that value in you, everything is, everything is going to lay itself out. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but it's going to start moving. Thank you so much for joining me, man. Thank you too, sir. Have a good morning. Mary, Mary. How you doing, lady? <laughs> Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Martin. Good morning. Oh, you are up bright and early today. Dark yeah. and early, really. Yeah, dark. It's still dark, but it's, it's still nice. dark. Where, where, yeah. where, where are you in the in the world? New Jersey. New Jersey. I did know that. I knew that. Yeah. yeah. Still dark. Not far still... from you. Gonna yeah. come and visit you in the summer. Well, yeah. I, I... If I can't put you up, love. <laughs> but no, no, I'm not staying with you. Please. Okay, good. No, then I'll no, stay with absolutely you. Absolutely not. I don't do those kind of things. <laughs> then it, we would uh, probably end up arguing, and who knows what could happen. And I won't jeopardize our friendship. No, no, no. We will. We'll. 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 We'll spend plenty of time together. You come yes. to Chicago, and I am. Oh, your, you're in I Chicago. Your I am. Oh, I thought you were in Maryland. Uh, no, I was in, I, I, I visit Virginia on yacht occasion. Um, I don't know that I've ever been to Maryland. I don't know why I thought you were like right here. Yeah. You said near and I was like, well, I guess Chicago's relatively near. <laughs> then I would have to fly to, uh, O'Hara airport. To yeah. The or Midway. City. I'd prefer to pick you up at Midway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to go to Chicago a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's a beautiful city. Born but and raised never, here. I've never been there in the summer. Oh, God. That is, you got to come here in the summer. I'm but, sure. Like September. September is when you want to Yeah, sep there. September. And Man. where is that place with the horses? Statue of the horses? Mm, we have a couple statues of horses. There is Grant Park downtown. We have two horses on either side of the street. There's like a not a parliament, but like a government building, if I'm correct. Mm, with two statues of horses. No, I don't. Or oh, they got, well, there's the two lions in front of the Art Institute. There I is. Think I've been there and I saw the horses. Okay. If well, there I'm... are horses in Grant Park here downtown. So maybe I was in Grant Park. Yeah, Grand Park's a beautiful place. They got Millennium, they got, not Millennium, they got uh, the Buckingham Fountain is there. Oh, maybe that's where I was. It's beautiful, right off the lakefront. Yes. Our lakefront, our lakefront is gorgeous. You know, yes. We have, like, not for, not, not for nothing, but we have an amazing lakefront because we have, we have rules that say you can't build on it. So it's public property. There's a running, you know, there's, there's, I think, you know, 12 miles of running, like, like, Wow. And, and bicycle path, like all along the lakefront. So you can just like go from the north side of the city to the south side of the city. I, I used to go there beautiful. like for three days on business. And at night, me and my colleague would walk around. Yeah. 
walking around. Like I remember being younger and going into downtown and just walking around when it was a dead downtown. We have a we have a pretty active downtown now. We got restaurants and other things like that. Is so that it's open. Rush Street? Is it downtown? Rush Street? Rush Street? Rush Street is uh, a little north of downtown. The way I look at it, you know, it's probably okay. all considered downtown to people that don't live here. But there are ways of separating it in my mind because you know we're we're city and neighborhoods. You know, Rush Street was. You know, I remember I remember going to this underground wonder bar and I and, and like there was this uh, like this was, you know, this was back in the day. There were like like it, it was a it was a jazz club, but there would, you know, like people would be turning tricks at tables in that. <laughs> yeah, no, like that. Was but how, I remember it was how Rush Street was back in the day. Is Al Capone from uh, Chicago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicago. Yeah, because uh, I took a tour of like underground. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's where alcohol yeah you were probably you were probably up at the uh up at the uh, green mill up on the north side yeah well, that was so many years ago i, I don't yeah, remember yeah. but i remember yeah he place. had he had and you can take a tour of his like between three different buildings he yes. has like tunnels and stuff yes yeah. i did it i went inside the tunnels and all that yeah that's yeah. beautiful like and that's yeah, you know I'm and you can go wild. across the street and down the block like he had ways of getting out of that building man what a guy well yeah. what do you got? well you know it was based on business what can you <laughs> yeah do? you know what are you gonna do um <laughs> all right you got a number for me this morning 21 21 it's nice to have you on Thank let's you. see what we have here the master keeps her mind always at one with the Tao. that is why that is what gives her radiance the Tao is ungraspable how can her mind grasp how can her mind be at one with it because she doesn't cling to ideas the Tao is dark and unfathomable how can it make her radiant because she allows it to since before time and space were the Tao is it is beyond is and is not how do i know this is true i look inside myself and see wow so as we look at this it's a really you know like you know it starts with this big statement mm -hmm. of the master keeps her mind always at one with the Tao. that is what gives her her radiance and so making these two statements right to keep your mind at one with the Tao, and that is what gives her her radiance you know the Tao being inexhaustible as we read in number six just a couple mm -hmm. moments ago with three yeah like we have this idea that like it will always be able to feed you nourish you so so here we are the master keeps her mind always at one with the Tao, and it gives her her radiance we move on to the next lines and it expresses like wait a minute the Tao, as we know is ungraspable how can her mind be at one with it and yeah, how could that be right and so the 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 next line is because she doesn't cling to ideas now you can't keep your mind at one with the Tao in a direct sense because the Tao is the void so it's just emptiness you can't just think about emptiness but so that's why this this statement is here the Tao is ungraspable you can't grasp the void because no. that in and of itself is an impossibility so how can her mind be at one with it because she doesn't cling to ideas so the the concept here is as long as you're not 
having expectations and ideas about what the world is and what your, what your response should be, you're able to be at one with the Tao. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have ideas, but you don't cling to them. So you don't say, oh, like, I want money. Well, money is an idea. And so as long as you don't cling to wanting it or having to have it or having to have a partner or having to go somewhere, having to be somewhere else, so much of our world wants to be somewhere other than they are right now. And the master, by not clinging to ideas, is able to be at one with the Tao. And, and so what we're saying here, which is really nice, is that it's not that you want to be at one with a thing. You want to recognize when you're, you want to recognize that you're not clinging to things. So it's not the thing. It is, it is the clinging. Clinging. Yeah. And what a great way of, what a great way of like really expressing, um, how to be at one with something that's ungraspable. It's like any identity that you have, anything that you like, anything that you don't like, isn't something to be liked or not liked. It is something that you can utilize to attempt to not cling to it. So if you believe in, you know, we, we look at out, we look out at the world today and we see so many people struggling with gender identity and other things. And, mm -hmm. and when someone clings to an idea, they're stepping away from the doubt, from they're stepping away from the, the, themselves, the possibility that they can be. And this is funny because like, this is my exact, like I, I send out an email every Tuesday and this is the topic of my email. I don't, I don't address the Tao, but I address this idea of identity and I address this idea of clinging to ideas. That's a beautiful, uh, beautiful Tao. Yeah. And, um, and we should not cling to our ideas or possessions. It's nice to have it. Yeah. But we don't really own anything. That's right. They can go away at any moment. Yeah. Like you and know. It has. Yeah. It has yeah. happened to thousands. Yeah. I mean, the world. The world. Everybody yeah. has lost. Yes. And then we move on to this idea that the second point of that first section, which is that's what gives it her, that's what gives her her radiance. The Tao is dark and unfathomable. How can it make her radiant? Because she lets it. And this is, this is such a beautiful, another beautiful way. And there's nothing not beautiful about the Tao, but this is a beautiful You're really, way. I'm really getting into it. A really great yes. way of looking at how, like, you know, I'm going to be doing this dark retreat at the end of next month and darkness. And, you know, once again, we go into the unfathomable, like how can it make her radiant? Because she lets it just being lost in this darkness can be the thing that gives you all of the energy and love and light you need. You know, I have found as I get older, I can stay young by staying unclinged or unattached. Being unattached, whether that's to people, relationship, or not that that, that doesn't mean I don't love deeply. I do, but I can love deeply and stay unattached. Yes. You know, this past week, 
And on Saturdays, I usually go out to a friend's house and we play cribbage and we, you know, are goofy and we cook dinner mm-hmm. together and everything. And this past week we were listening to Carly Simon, you know, she Oh, I love her. Oh, love God. her. And, and there's that song. Um, I know nothing stays the same, the same, but if you're willing to play the game, the game. it'll be coming around again. again. And it's all about believing in love. And it's and like, this is love. such, yeah, like, I know that nothing stays the same, but if you, and, and it just, it's making me emotional right now thinking about it. This is like how you can allow something that's unfathomable to make you radiant because you don't cling and you're not holding on to those ideas, right? Like the idea that this love needs to be here. No. Yeah. And like, like Carly says, it's like, look, nothing stays the same if you're willing to continue to live it's going to come around again and it's such a beautiful way and it's like and that's going to go away too and it's it's like this impermanence is like at the core here and you know it's a it's a really beautiful touching song about a family that's kind of falling apart and and um and that and that comes to mind here as i'm reading this because how can the Tao, you know, like we say about God all the time, how can we, how, how, how would he allow this to happen? And we look at, well, why would the allow, why would the Tao allow this horrible pain to exist? And we say, well, it's dark and unfathomable. Mm-hmm. And, and so, but in order to be radiant, you let it be radiant. And, and that's kind of what I see like Carly Simon saying here, like, look, it's going to change. You're not going to like it but it's going to, it's not going to be easy, but you can, you're going to grow through it and it's going to come around again. And this idea of radiance through that, that repetition of just like, these are cycles that we live and it's not permanent. And life is a cycle and That's nothing right. is, uh, as a young girl, I used to think everything was permanent. Right. I would right. go for permanence. And, and I thought that it, this was it. But really, as I, got older everything changes yeah and you know and we allow that change we should allow that change yes yes and and this last part says since time and space were the Tao is the Tao always is and whether there's time or space at all that cycle of you know yielding that cycle of just yielding to the cycle that cycle of yielding and and giving and receiving Mm -hmm. it is beyond is and is not it is it is uh, you can't even describe something as being if it's always been how do i know this is true i look inside myself and see when we can be quiet with who we are we can see the depth that we are capable of I agree. Oh, Mary, I love I, you, dear. I love you too. <laughs> it's so wonderful to start a week off chatting with you. Yes. I really appreciate, have a I really great, appreciate great it. Great week. I will. You as and well, dear. I'll let you go. Okay. Oh, Lois, did you just drop off? Lois, girl. Oh, I just, I guess Lois had number 21 as well. Um, maybe not. Oh, here she is. Okay. <laughs> she dropped off right as I was finishing up. Um, okay. Lois, how are you, my love? 
Uh-oh, the guest left. Okay, well, we got through number six and number 21. Um, I don't know, do I want to pick a number today? Do I want to pick a number today? Do I want to pick a number today? Mm-hmm. Let's see. What a good... It's been good. It's been good. 6, 21. Those are good. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do 68. 68. All right. I'm going to take a note that I am doing number 68. And we might have to call that quits because I do have to catch a plane this morning. So let's see. The best athlete wants his opponent at his best. The best general enters the mind of his enemy. The best businessman serves the communal good. The best leader follows the will of the people. All of them embody the virtue of non-competition. Not that they don't love to compete, but they do it with the spirit of play. In this, they are like children and in harmony with the Tao. Play is such an important aspect of our lives. And, and you know, more and more mindfulness coaches are talking about play and, and things like that. And we really, we really do want to embrace play. But let's kind of start going through this and start looking at what that means. The best athlete, that doesn't mean the athlete who is only winning. That is the best athlete in a mental state wants his opponent at his best. You do not want to meet, you know, if you look at Michael Jordan, best athlete, right? Not only in action, but in attitude, he wanted his opponents at their best. He would want, he wouldn't want their opponent, his opponent injured because if he was injured, he wouldn't be able to say, I challenged you on a fair on a fair plane and that's the great thing the best athlete wants his opponent at his best you don't want them injured you don't want to see them you know you don't want to take advantage of a team you want to win outright and that there is no there is, and, and it's not even that you want to win you want you want to engage outright in a way that is healthy and in a way that is open All right lois is coming on let's see if if maybe she was having an app issues we, we this is a young app lois how you doing dear it worked this time yeah yep we're with you what are you doing up this early girl i i'm gonna tell you i wake up between three and four every day oh uh, okay that's right you're on the east coast no I'm, no i'm on i'm on i'm on i'm on central time okay okay yeah but um but yeah but i i get up early and i actually got up this morning did an hour meditation before i came on oh good for you good for you yeah. so, i mean i was uh was sleeping because i went to bed early last night because it was long yeah. motorcycle ride yesterday oh good on you it was so much fun but uh i was sleeping and i, I woke up and i was like it's not time to get up yet <laughs> and then someone said open the app because I could I did my little I did the 15 minute meditation because mm. I was like I'm gonna get up if I'm gonna get up I might as well do it before I get up you know what I'm saying yeah so so I was like get on that I'm like I don't get on the app until this time in the morning then it said you were doing top down today I'm like huh 
<laughs> and my mug is up here. Like, no, yeah, I love, yeah, I, I love, I, 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 I got a. I'm going out to Virginia this morning. I got a, I got an eight o'clock flight, so oh, okay. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. Ha- I wanted to just kind of get this in, and then, and then I'll travel back and all that. And uh, but, but it's you know, it's just like uh, you know, I. I this is this is my game, and I can play it whenever I want. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. Okay, I, I think twenty seven was coming across, but sometimes like some kind of way it crisscrossed when I got cut off the app, and then and so I think I better go with seventy two. Seventy two, beautiful. All right, that's funny. Okay. Oh, this is a nice one, and it's one that I haven't read very much. When they lose their sense of awe, people turn to religion. When they no longer trust themselves, people begin to depend upon authority. Therefore, the master steps back so that people won't be confused. He teaches without teaching so that people will have nothing to learn. Love it. Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) Let's start from the beginning. Let's let's do that. First line again. This is, you know, like, this is like, the Tao does this in a couple verses, three or four of them, where they talk about the, the, uh, the degradation of truth Uh or the deterioration of truth when, and so this one starts when people lose their awe, when, when they lose their awe, people turn to religion. Okay. When they no longer trust themselves, they begin to depend upon authority. So, so let's okay. start with that first one. Let's start when, with that. Yeah. When they okay. lose their sense of awe, people turn to religion. And that's generally when people are being have been disillusioned and they don't know where to turn or they're in some type of detriment. And people are saying, well, go to God, go to God, go to God. So then they'll go to a religion. Mm-hmm. Looking for God. I'm gonna say it like that because Oh, good on you. Okay, because it's a big difference between going to a religion and finding God. <laughs> right. Okay. And then the next line said Well, hold on. I want to stay on this first line one second more. Mm-hmm. When they lose their sense of awe, think about what that is. What that's, is that's, your that's, sense that's, of that's awe? Like thing when they like I said, they get the disillusion that there is, the world is not what they thought it was. The mama ain't real. The mom, daddy ain't real. The, you know what I'm saying? It's like they finally figure out, they get to see that what the world is. And sometimes depending on what your, what your, your view is, could be a cold, hard place. And that's when they right. fail to start feeling that shit, that's what I'm saying. They run to look for God to yeah. help them make sense of this because... They were a kid and everything was good. And I want to be big. I want to be big. You know, that shit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. When I look at this kind of sense of awe, it is, Uh it is, it is also a sense of connection. Like a man, like when you are in awe of the world, that Uh is like, you are part of it, right? Like there is, there is this understanding that this is part of me. And I am here, like losing that real inner trust of like the world is such an amazing place, and I'm in it. Well, I you know, like, that, to me, that's that's viewing the world as a child. Yes, like like like, like today, what when riding the motor I mean, yesterday. I, I'm, I'm look. I went to bed early, so I don't know what day it is. 
But the thing is, is that we were riding in uncharted territory, uh, uncharted for us. Yeah. Not uncharted that it wasn't paved. Right. Uncharted for us, driving further than we found out at the end of the ride that the three of us, and it was four of us on the ride, three of us had never driven that far. Yeah. And we were in such awe that of uh, the wind and and the, and the, the the speed and the, it was just it was it was we were we were like little kids. Yeah. It was like, oh my God, y'all was because if we were in awe. Now we could have just been riding the motorcycle to go get to the place. Right. It wouldn't have been like that, but we had no fucking where to go. <laughs> we just you know what I'm saying. It's like we were just free to drive wherever the hell we wanted to drive, and every time we stopped to go to the bathroom, we like. Is this far enough? And of yeah. course, you know me, Lloyd. No, I want to go further. <laughs> so, you know, finally we got to we got to the edge of California. It was like, oh my god! And I was thinking, we were thinking as we were going driving. Um, I was thinking, I'm like, oh, I've been this far. I've never been this far before. Oh, this is nice. Okay, this wind is kind of doing something, but boy, I can make it to California. Hmm. Yeah. Wait, wait, we almost in California. Wait, wait, wait. It would take like a couple more hours of drive. I think it's doable to get back, get down to Anaheim, yeah. you know. And that was my. And then when we were at, we had dinner. The other lady, she was like, "I've never driven that before." And when we started heading to a state line. I was like, "Oh, I can agree to go to California." Yeah. <laughs> so it was like three of us said, "Yeah." So, but all we just, you know, we got to stop periodically because. Oh yeah. That motorcycle make you got to pee. Okay, yeah, I ain't gonna yeah, fly. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm thinking, okay, I got. I must got to go to the doctor because this bladder thing. No, <laughs> no. But no, and you, you got to, you know, like you, you got all that wind around you all the time. You're dehydrating all the time. You know, yes. like it's just, it's constant. Like you got to, you got to take care of yourself on that bike, girl. Yeah, well, but yeah, okay. and then you know, when they no longer trust themselves, they begin to be- depend upon authority. You know, just like with your motorcycle ride, like, mm-hmm. you know, like you. If you guys didn't trust yourself, you'd be like, oh, we better turn around because we didn't do this before. But you you went, you took that step forward. You weren't dependent upon the authority of the past. You weren't asking anybody, is it okay for me to go further? You just went because mm-hmm. you were in a state of awe. Yeah. That, 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 so that's how I got that. That's, what I said. that's why I said childlike. It's a childlike curiosity when yeah. you lose that things become real like like the first time you find out your mother is not god because she right. lied to you that's right you know that mm-hmm. shit breaks your little bitty baby heart that's and you yeah run, and you and you run because you hear that god is going to do this so you run it like i said you run to religion you know so, i i read a book recently called uh something it was called something um, <laughs> definitely it was johan hari's like lose focus or losing focus or something like that. It was about all about like how we can focus more. And he talked about children and free play. You know, when you and I were kids, we'd go out and we'd make up games with our friends and we'd just play, Yeah. you know, but now kids, when they're young children, they only have play dates and they only have like, they, all of the rules are made up by adults and all of the, you know, like, and they don't have this ability to just play the way that, you know, like they don't, like I even used to go to the corner store with money 
and mm-hmm. buy things for the family. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like as a as like a seven year old. You know well, what I mean? Fear, but but you got to realize what we're living. We're living in this fear shit. Okay. I know, so, I know. So you but all of and that they, means people are losing their sense of awe a whole yeah. lot earlier. And they're no longer trusting themselves because their adults are always telling them what to do. And so children are growing up in this space of, you know, having to depend upon authority and mm-hmm. with a sense of lost awe. Yes, I agree. I agree. You know, and then we start talking about the master, which is, you know, all of us can be this therefore mm-hmm. the master steps back so that people won't be confused he teaches without teaching so that people will have nothing to learn and this is how i kind of address my nieces and nephews i always say i have nothing to teach you but i'm always going to give you enough space to figure it out your damn self ah, i know that's right you know, okay. because if I constantly tell you, oh, be here, do this, do this now. And, you know, I, 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 I'm traveling with my niece today. You know, it's, it's, they are always in this space of, I'm just going to bury myself in my phone and you'll tell me what to do. Well, you got your, you got your head buried in your phone. If I get up and get in line to get on the plane, like it's up to you to recognize that that just happened. It's not up to me to pat you on the shoulder and say, hey, it's time to go. We're a team, you know, and I'm like, get your ass up. If you get up and you notice I'm gone, well, better quicken up, girl. Like, (laughs) (laughs) okay, because I don't I don't want to teach her it's time to go. She has to recognize that being aware and being present is a thing that you want to do and that way she'll learn from herself maybe she'll learn that i'm not trustworthy because i can't i won't tell her where to go and that's fine for her to learn i don't i don't want to dictate her curriculum for her life she has to learn what she has to learn but she's she's eventually going to realize that i'm that i believe in her right yeah that's good so for, for me and that thing it's like Right now, I've been teaching on this app and stuff like that. And I noticed that when I pop into a room, a whole lot of people come into the room and uh, to listen. And I don't have no problem with any of that because I didn't know. But I didn't know that happened. I didn't call me because I just get on here to teach. okay? but then when it was time for me to pull back, God pulled me back and said, "Okay, you gave them you gave them some nuggets. Now let them digest it. And I and now, although I'll come up and talk on people's talks, uh, I and I have talks to do. Yeah, I've been I've been instructed to give another talk yet, because I did say I don't want followers, because uh, somebody has said I'm a Lois disciple, and somebody else says, "Hey, guru, oh no 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 no, I don't want <laughs> I, no 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 no." I'm learning just like you're learning. To me, we're walking side by side, holding hands. Now, some of us got to pull that chain up a little bit, okay? And sometimes we get pulled back a little bit, but we still are holding hands. I'm not in front of you. You're not behind me. We're on this journey together. Now, I may be a little further along, but I'll let you catch up. And, you, you know, know, like, that's the that's that's the great thing that, that, that you know, like, 
it's hard to talk about, you know, because like as we talk about this idea of being unfathomable and other things yeah. like that, like the concepts, it's 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 not that you're further along. You just know things they don't, just like yeah. they know things you don't. And there, it's not, it, there, there is no linear aspect. There is none. There's multi completely multi-dimensional. We That's hold right. hands. Now, if That's you see right. that, that kind of looks kind of kind of like freaky. You imagine, imagine holding hands on different levels, but we wave them through this wave. I'm, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I have it's, ima- it's, it's yeah, <laughs> it's it's and and visual and visual is always always so helpful. And you know, like here, it's like he teaches without teaching, so that people will have nothing to learn. And that's the thing; like they don't have anything to learn, but they no. can process what they heard and. There isn't a, just like with my niece, I don't want to teach her something. Well, I don't want to foster a dependence on me. Right. And that's, that's, I don't want to foster dependence. I want the people that are also not depending. You're not, you're also not saying this is what you have to learn. You learn what you learn. No, that's right. It's got nothing to do with me. Thank you. This is my journey. That's I right. just teach them what I will learn. No, just teach them and learn along the way. But like I said, it's it's about if there's anything to be taught, it's teaching you how to let go of enough stuff so that you can go inside yourself. That's right. And, because and you find, are the thing find, that we need. There it is. We don't need Not we don't need you to be looking at Lois and asking her what she would do because what you would do is unique and special, and we need you to go and do that. Right. There is no right answer like that. There is and your everybody got that. Then that's that's my thing is to bring out the uniqueness of every person, because right. everybody is a unique expression of this spirit of God. That's right, and we I need like all of them. Yes, all we them. do. Yes, we do. And if we if we're missing one, then things are things are not in balance. Okay. Thank you, dear. Love you. Have a wonderful <laughs> day. If you get on that bike, keep it rubber side down. All right. Love you guys. What a great, what a great day today is. I'm going to go ahead and finish up 68 as I was reading earlier. And, uh, and I'm going to check out so I can jump in the shower and get myself, get myself all situated for my flight today. So as I was saying, the best athlete wants his opponent at his best. You don't want, you don't want to, you don't want to step up and, and have some advantage because then the, it, you don't know. You don't know your actual ability. Don't you want to know that? Like, even if you're the littlest person on the rugby field, right? <laughs> like, you want to know that your mind is present. The best general enters the mind of his enemy. He's not. He, he's not foolish, and he's not just thinking that. Like, oh, I. This is about what I want. No, you enter the mind of the enemy, and you find out what they're thinking. So that you can, and because you might be able to, if you know what they're thinking, you might be able to win the war without ever picking up a rifle. If you know what they want, you know, how many arguments have you gotten in because of a misunderstanding? Because you were too busy thinking about yourself, too busy thinking about your, the way you saw the argument. The best general enters the mind of his enemy. That's such a good way of looking at like, hmm, if my enemy, if they want, if they just want something that I can easily capitulate to, or if they want something, then, then we can, then we cannot have, you know, dead people. We cannot, we don't have to go to war. 
you know, I mean, if, if Canada would do that and if, if they would, you know, get, get to having conversations, enter the mind of the enemy, both sides, then I'm sure they would find equilibrium. The best businessman serves the communal good. Once again, this doesn't necessarily mean the richest businessman. It means just the best, the ones that really serve the communal good. And we look at social media, we look at other things uh, that are that are getting popular and increasingly popular in the world today. And we look at, and what we see is they're not actually giving us what we want. They're giving us what they want. You know, they want to sell to advertisers. And so they want our attention and that helps us not focus. And that actually puts the communal good and the individual good um, aside. The best leader follows the will of the people. The best leader follows the will of the people. You know, it's real easy to be a leader and get people excited about what you want. But what about what they want? The will of the people is probably just like living in peace quietly. That's probably what they want. But many leaders try and tell you what they want for you. And then they try and sell you on some, 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 you know, what's it called? A, a sale of goods that you don't even want. That happens all the time with leaders. I mean, if we look at, like, like people just want to live quiet lives. And if we can get people to, if we can get that to people, then that is a great leader. All of them embody the virtue of non-competition, right? Like, oh, not that they don't love to compete, but they do it in the spirit of play. I mentioned to Lois the idea of free play. You know, you make rules and, and you play with your friends and it's not about who wins or loses. You're all going to play at the end of the day, you know, and and you're going to play another game tomorrow. In this, they are like children and in harmony with the Tao. Free play. Free play in your life. That is such an important aspect to everything that we do. Are you trying to get more than someone else? What is it, what is it you're trying to do? You know? And what are you trying to accomplish? The best athlete wants his opponent his best. The best general enters the mind of his enemy. The best businessman serves the communal good. And the best leader follows the will of the people. Where have you tried to cut corners of that? Where have you tried to be like, oh, my favorite team isn't as good as this team. I wish that they were. That team was injured before they play each other. Entering the mind of your enemy. If you feel like you have an enemy at work or in your home, like... Enter their mind. See what see what's causing them to want to even be your enemy. Now I always like to say to have an enemy is to be an enemy. So be careful. All right. Well, I'm gonna leave it there. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this very early Dow of the day. I appreciate your being present for this and I will be back tomorrow at a more more reasonable hour, <laughs> I think. Um, I will be back in a more reasonable hour. Um, 
I'm your host, Martin John. If you love what I do, hit me up on a DM on Instagram or check me out. Um, I send out, like I said, emails uh, every Tuesday. So join my email list if that's something that you're interested in, like the things that I'm talking about. I don't have any workshops, but if you contacted me and would like to take a workshop, I'm always open to putting a new date on the calendar for uh, you and others to join. I am looking at um, not putting a date on until April. So if anybody wants to meet up with me for a workshop in March, I would be happy to put one on the calendar if, if there were people that were interested. So shoot me a DM, let me know what's up and reach out to me anytime. I am always here. Uh, and I'll be doing an on recovery tomorrow as well. It's been, it's been a, I didn't do it last week, which, uh, is fine. But um, I am also going to be starting a podcast of those uh, interactions. So if you're interested in checking out On Recovery, it'll be tomorrow at 1 p.m. And 1 p.m. Central Time. So it'll be 2 p.m. for me out on the East Coast. And yeah, once again, I'm Martin John, the Recovery Mentor. And until next time, keep recovering yourself.